0: Hawks suffered a third straight loss, this time falling to the Ds by 43 points. And so it's on us now to give the people what they want. Welcome, one and all, to a special edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and joining me as my co-host is going to kick off this hour-long appreciation of
1: two-game superstar Will Day. Off you go, Tiz. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. He is our next Premiership captain. That's all I've got to say. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) See now, listeners, if Tiz is upbeat, you can be upbeat too. It's a big effort for me. (laughs) We just lost to Melbourne. I'm just going to laugh through this whole thing because uh, that's, yeah... We lost to Melbourne. Oh, come on, mate. Pick your chin up. And then the media have come for us. Rightly they should. Losing to Melbourne three times in a row is just diabolical. That's absolutely shocking. Well, that in your book is just totally unforgivable. I mean, they're the barometer of being a bad team, losing to Melbourne. That's <laughs> They weren't even that good, mate. If we'd actually defended. They had two players. They had Gorn, who you were right. I saw your tweets. I said, don't kick to Gorn. Fantastic. I that did, would did, did,
0: been... Just hold on one second. You've not given it the rendition that I intended, all right? The tweet was Don't
1: kick to gone. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> oh, anyway, Petrarca was pretty good, I suppose. <laughs> this begrudging respect that you've been cornered into. Yeah. Bit of excitement about him, but could you man him up when he walks into the forward line? And he is slow. He's not quick, Petrarca. Let's put that out there. He made us look slow. But he's not a quick player. Anyway, that's as upbeat as it's going to (laughs) get.
0: Oh, come on. We can do better than that. I I touted this as the Will Day appreciation hour, and we've done nothing. We've we've said nothing about him. He stood out. Second week running, mate. Just looking at his stats here, he's got 19 touches at about 74% disposal efficiency, four intercepts to his name, three inside 50s, three score involvements, Here's the reason to watch Hawthorne at the moment, a second gamer. Bit of an indictment on the rest of the playing group, but we'll take it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, giving the kid an opportunity, and I think Clarko needs to look at that and go, well, our kids can stand up and we should give more opportunities to them because this kid is a featherweight and yet he is having more impact in contests than a few of very much older guys with much more wile and understanding of the game. And uh, it's just pure enthusiasm on Will Day and talent.
0: The stuff he's shown in his highlights before he came to the club and since he's been at the club doing those little scrimmages, uh, he's lived up to it. He showed a lot of promise and we took him at pick 13. He's coming to the side and he's showing what he can do. Now, as you rightly point out, Tiz, that should be an indication of what we should do with this side. You've got a kid, you've got Will Day saying, hey, if you give me a go... Maybe I can
1: prove something to you Absolutely And I know he's picked 13 And I know he said Wait who's this kid um, <laughs> Why have we never heard of him in all the write-ups um, Oh my goodness he's so thin What's going on <laughs> uh, But this kid has has talent to burn And I'm very excited for what he can do in the future And he also looks like a player Who directs his fellow teammates uh, He's taking the kick-ins for instance and I'm not nervous when he's taking the kick-ins. How ridiculous is that? He's a second gamer. That is a luxury at this stage of the season, I tell you what. We heard from Dino, one of our listeners,
0: uh, where is MVP Will Day's likely landing position going forward? He's touted as a rebounding halfback. I really rate his entries into the forward 50. And so do I, Dino. Look, there's
1: not, I think Klyko spoke about it during the week. He said there's not a lot of um, f- flair about the game, and, and Will shows plenty of that. And I think that's what he was doing with his forward 50s. It's not a, I mean, it's very basic. I don't want to sound like Sam Newman or any any of the old codgers, but kick long into the forward 50. Geez, it looks a lot better than trying to hit the pocket, doesn't it? At least there's someone there.
0: Well, as much as I don't want to linger on the game, we do have to talk about the result and where it all went wrong for Hawthorne. Melbourne, fourteen seven ninety one defeated Hawthorne, 7 6 48. It was the midfield, mate. And you called it, uh, you know, if you don't mind me divulging this, you sent a message pre-game to me. You're a little bit concerned looking at the numbers, the stats of the Hawthorne
1: midfield. I didn't want to watch. (laughs) You're being way too kind. I said, do I have to watch this one? Because I've been reviewing the midfield stats and... You had a number of grave concerns
0: and unfortunately they all came to pass. Our midfield got smashed. The four best players for Melbourne... And you, do, you wouldn't even have to look at the stats to know this. Gone, Oliver, Petrarca, Viney, they gave us a bath. We had maybe 20 minutes in total where we looked all right.
1: I mean, did Oliver hit a pass the whole day? Imagine how much better they could have been.
0: <laughs> so here you go. Here's a question right off the top from George. Uh, how does our midfield turn it around? Mitchell, O'Meara, Shields and Warple
1: have been inept, disinterested and lack hunger. George has gone bang. Well, I mean, we've, these boys haven't played together that much. Let's put that out there. Mitchell, Amira, and Warple haven't haven't teamed up very often and it looks like they may be too slow to run as a trio. That was the problem. We, we kind of knew that Gorn being one of the best players in the comp, uh,
0: he was probably going to win the ruck battle against McAvoy. I love McAvoy. I think he's an, an amazing player, but Gorn is something special in terms of a ruckman in this league at the moment. And, you know, he was going to get the tap and it seemed like every time Gorn won, we were so... Um, off the pace and reactive, but way too late. Pardon me for thinking we could shark Gorn's rucking. That was my hope as well. It got to a certain stage in the game where I'm like, okay, Clarko has to know that we're probably not going to win the tap. So instead of doing that, just stick like Velcro to your man, guys. Like just just try and neutralize whatever they're trying to do because we're not winning it ourselves. So the next job, our next task will be just don't let them peel off and break away. And get the surge forward. But, uh, God, we struggle to nullify
1: it all game. Or at least if you're the opposing Raktagorn, at least make sure that there's a certain part of the ground he can't tap it to. Yeah. Okay? You can tell your midfielders, the ball is at least going this side of the contest. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, like, little things like that, I really expected to be introduced, but we never really saw it. And it did look, after a while, like the confidence just evaporated out of most of those midfielders, apart from Jay O'Meara, who kept trying most of the day, I felt, and wore some big hits, wore some tackles, but he just tried to get some momentum into that group. They all look kind of out of sorts right now, and I don't really know, you know, how do you fix that? Do, Do we start playing younger guys in the middle? Yeah, I think so, especially this weekend, we've got Sydney, chuck a few new faces in, get the enthusiasm up, just aggression at the contest, happy to see it. Um, it's a bit of a Hail Mary, to be honest, but we're at the SCG as well. That's a new ground. We seem to be cursed at the Giants' stadium. So I, I would have liked just to have a plan
0: B for Giants' stadium, but uh, apparently we look at small grounds and we're like, oh,
1: well, guess this won't work. But let's not develop any other plan for it. Let's just go ahead. Look, there's a famous case where Man United were playing absolutely terribly. And Sir Alec Ferguson realised the group was at a very low ebb with their confidence. And he came in, and do you know what he did? He blamed the uniform. They changed, came out at half time, And I think they played a lot better. I'm not sure if they won, but they certainly played better. And I think Clarko needs to engage in some of those. The dark psychological arts of blaming some ridiculous concept like giant stadium and that we can't play at skinny grounds and the game plan just doesn't work there it's a bit spooky but it might work it might be you know the lads might relax they're like okay I can believe in that and uh, now that we're away from there it'll all be better maybe we just need to get out of Coogee it's turning into the Coogee curse mate maybe it's too comfortable there (laughs) just lazing around on the
0: beach they're not getting up for the games by the way did you just say before Alec Ferguson
1: that's right, Sir Alec Ferguson, yep. <laughs> oh, we used to call him Sir, but Alec Ferguson was, uh, you know, I used to play junior soccer. He was great for us. <laughs> your commitment to
0: it is <laughs> astonishing. I tip my lid to you. Uh, now, we heard from Wiley. Uh, what are your thoughts on Liam Shields? He's been well below his best of late. I know he copped a heavy knock a few weeks back. Could he be carrying an injury?
1: Uh, Clarko, let the guy have a rest. He's um, he's just not feeling himself. He doesn't have the impact on the on the game. He... He's not running around the packs as well as he might. Um, Yeah, he looks like he's running on empty, to be honest.
0: He's out of sorts, and as we were saying before, we alluded to this, this might be the week to try someone else. We're playing Sydney, who also have their own list of problems. They're not setting the world on fire. So this could be the week to just try someone else in the midfield, whether it's, I don't know, is it time for Jones again? You know, do we bring in Finn for his first
1: game? Like, what do we do? I think we have options. Yeah, there's Jones, there's Cousins. Um, Both play similar roles. Yeah, there's another one, Cousins. Well, Cousins is on a long contract, so we should definitely be getting our money's worth out of him. But like I said before, that trio is slow, so we need some pace and... I see um, MS is asking about where's Tom Scully at. He showed great form in 2017, injured 2018. Comes to Hawthorne, hasn't really delivered. Um, and a uh, view from the nosebleed says, is Scully's poor form down to a lack of confidence or have the shortened quarters taken away his ability to simply outrun his opponents due to reduced fatigue? And I think both of those are coming into it. I think Scully is perhaps the quickest man in our side at the moment. Um, apart from Isaac Smith, who they sit on each week and never seems to find much space. But Tom Scully at least gets to where the ball is. He may not look great if someone else reaches the ball before him because his tackling ability is pretty poor. Scully's greatest asset has been entirely neutralised by the kind of grounds that we've
0: played on. You know, third straight week at the Giants' stadium, he needs space. He needs space to work in, and he needs time. And I'm referring to the shortened quarters. If you play in the traditional format game, scully will outlast his opponent and have much more of an impact uh and look i've been critical of scully in the past in terms of like his physicality around the footy and i'm still critical of that but it is true that the thing that scully brings to the side has been thoroughly neutralized by circumstance as much as
1: anything which is unfortunate i certainly think he's been asked to take on different roles he was playing at half forward last week He just doesn't seem to have any confidence outside the wing role. We heard from Nick,
0: a different Nick, mate. I I didn't need to grab your attention by writing into the podcast. Uh, Is it time to give Wingard more of an on-ball role? I feel like he gives us something different to Mitchell,
1: O'Meara and Warple. I love Wingard on the ball, but his ability to hit the ball inside 50 and its retention rate when he does do that is um, too good to give up. He's got to play that half forward role for us, and we've discussed this before. I
0: don't think you think that Wingard's midfield role is particularly sustainable over a whole season.
1: No, and I don't think he wants to do that either. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot you can see improving in that midfield. You know, they they just they seem to be a meter or just off the pace in terms of improvement. Yeah, I don't know. I
0: don't know what needs to be done. Um, they need to figure something out. And they need an alternative bar injecting new personnel in there because uh, my problem has never been the lack of talent. <laughs> we have a Brownlow medalist. O'Meara is a star recruit. You know, Shields, for the longest time, he's been a fantastic servant of the club. and Last year's best and fairest. Yeah, last year's best and fairest. Uh, I mean, these CVs, Tears, they're there. They're, they're not terrible players. We know this, but it is just not working at the
1: moment. It's... it's uh, a very frustrating thing for Hawks fans. I'm sure everyone's with me on that. Now, the next point of frustration for a lot of Hawks fans, and it seems to be carrying the can for a lot of underperforming players, is strats. Yeah, uh, yeah. look, Stratton, um, I put it to you. If he didn't have the title of captain, he'd be out of the side. Well, I'd like to say that I don't remember him being completely beaten in one-on-ones this year against his opponent. He's a, he's a blanketer. It's what he does. Just because you give him the captaincy title doesn't mean he's going to take on the opposition and break lines and kick long. He's never that kind of player. And what they've chosen him for is that he's an example of following the code of conduct, um, giving his best every week, being durable. Um, he, He sacrifices his own game for the rest of the team. But I do understand that if you're going to sit on the ball and then put your hands out and the bloke just pins it there and you get holding the ball plate against you, that looks terrible because all you had to do was make an attempt. It was a little bit too symbolic for my
0: liking, um, which I know obviously the player never intends that, but that's just how it looked to me. And um, it was disheartening seeing that. I believe there are other players that we have waiting in the wings that could perform at least
1: equally well to what he's doing right now. Would that be fair to say? Look, as soon as you give the captaincy to people, it's it's a big weighty object. It sees them think more about other people's games, and I think that happened to Rufford. I think it happened uh, to Mitchell. He certainly spoke about it in his own grand final. He didn't perform very well in two thousand and eight. He felt sick about. Then he then he coat hanged at Ablett at one point, you know, in frustration. Um, then he eventually everyone came calling for Hiddish's head in 09-10. I felt he wasn't a very good captain. We got Hodge turned into a very good captain, but but he shared his leadership with Mitchell, and he's very honest about that in the book. The captaincy at Hawthorne is a very weighty object, and for a bloke of Stratton's ability um, to come in and being a blanketer, being a bloke that we don't look to to get the ball, in fact, if he doesn't get the ball but his opponent doesn't, that's a win in our book. Um, It's very hard for him to display on-field leadership. And we just... But off-field, we don't see him either. So it, it's very hard to know. We're not in the inner sanctum, obviously. We don't see it, but... There are just captains in the league where you get more of a sense of maybe what they bring to the table in that regard. Yeah, he's not talismanic. He's not, is he? You don't look at him as an icon of Hawthorne.
0: I'm going to stop short of saying that he's a dead set liability to the team. I don't think he puts us in the negative.
1: I just think he's a little bit invisible. That means you can't drop him. Because there's no one sitting in the twos that I can think of that plays a shutdown role as well as Stratton does. Look,
0: you might have a point there, but let me counter with this. We've got at least three guys that I can think of that need to somehow fit... Into that back line, and I stress need. The first of which, and I'm sure many Hawks fans will be with me on this, you need to find a way to play Scrimshaw. I'm not saying he fits just for Stratton, I'm not saying it's a like for like, just hear me out. You need to try and get Scrimshaw some games, because he is a great talent and he deserves it. Impy is coming back. You need to find a place for him. That is the unquestionable. Impy is definitely in our best 22. You need to find a spot for him. The third guy, he's one of my favourites, so it will come as no shock to anyone that listens to this podcast regularly, CJ. CJ has been developed as a defender. That looks like his go-to role now. So you've got three guys, right? They're in the queue. And then you've got Stratton, who's sitting there every single week,
1: taking up that spot. Yeah, but he's taking up... A spot that none of those three guys play. So the likes you'd be looking looking at to get rid of are um, Morrison off the half back line. Did he play this week? I thought he played quite well this week, as a matter of fact. All right, so there's one. Hardwick was fairly good, but we've got that many half back flankers. They can't all play half back. There's only two half back positions really, and Sicily's one of them. Well, then it comes down to trying to
0: rejig things. I mean. Yeah, I think CJ could play wing. That's what I'm saying. You put CJ on a wing, could Impy play a wing? A, a scrum show, I'm pretty firm in saying he is a halfback. Nash is the ruck. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I'd play Nash at the moment. I'd play, uh, especially because now O'Brien's injured, I'd be much more inclined to give Nash a go. Um,. Whether it's in the ruck. <laughs> can't believe I was about to let that one slip through the keeper. <laughs> I don't know where necessarily I'd The play. Irish love the ruck. Don't worry about that. Look, we have options. We just... Uh, I don't know. Stratton is kind of just there and it bothers me. My, my patience is very thin right now and I can't be the only one thinking that. Papley would be so happy if you dropped Stratton this week. I know. That's the tricky thing. I know that Stratton is the guy for that job. I just... I know he's not going to be dropped because he's captain and that's just plain and simple. That That's what it comes down to. Stratton will stay in the side and and God, I hope he does a number on Papley because the guy's in good
1: form. We need an answer. He did try to lay out one of the Melbourne players on the weekend with an elbow to the face, but it didn't really connect. Well, I prefer that he didn't. Mind you, if he did, he'd be reported and miss some games. So that'd be interesting. Exactly. I mean, it's a catch 22. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is to be a captain and... Provide a negative role in a team is one of the hardest things you could find in football. It's a conundrum, isn't it? We heard from a few listeners.
0: Uh, I guess Rob and George here uh, at Hawk Talk Pod basically asking us who are our leaders on field besides Stratton. Uh, I think you you pointed out O'Meara is probably a candidate there.
1: Well, this I mean this speaks to how many we had we had in the leadership group. I'm not sure Clarko is exactly sure on who uh, our leaders are um although i notice gunston is there and he also had a big impact
0: yeah gunston leading by example with three goals three inside 50s five score involvements uh, ran at 85.7% disposal efficiency i think he's kicked seven goals in the last three games which um you know for, for games
1: where we've been smacked That's pretty good. And Sicily provides leadership. He was giving the uh, address as they came back out on the ground after halftime. Yeah, I think his stats reflected that he had a
0: pretty good game. Uh, All things considered, 24 touches at 91.7%, disposal efficiency, 8 marks, 10 intercepts, a mammoth 557 metres gained. Moving on now to another question. Uh, This one from Nick Vines centres more around the game plan. Uh, Nick simply wonders what is the game plan Tiz because <laughs> he's not enjoying our play style he says if we fall behind in the first quarter I end up just sitting there moaning that we're not moving the ball quick enough teams are way too elite at setting up when you give them time to
1: yeah we're too slow um, the ground's too small for us or you know not wide enough for us to switch the play readily um, I think going to Perth could be the best thing for these guys Clearly, something has got to give, and we need to get out of Coogee.
0: Um, I'm glad that there's a bit of a shake-up that we're no longer going to be in New South Wales. Something has to change. Um, So, look, I welcome it. It's just Something is not working right now, and we we need to rely on everything we can get at the moment
1: to change things. You know, we could have a great time in WA. We've got Carlton, Frio, and West Coast while we're over there, and we're unbeaten at that stadium, Optus Stadium, so... One stadium where we can't win to a stadium where we can't lose. It's terrific. (laughs) And this week we've got to be playing the most injured lineup in the competition, the Sydney Swans. Well, I guess when you put it like that, it kind of frames itself as an opportunity for Hawthorne.
0: Uh, We we got a lot of questions from a lot of different listeners around uh, the R word, rebuild, and uh, playing the kids. We, We got one from Lucas saying, is it time for a rebuild? Do we play the kids and look to next year now? Jesse wonders if we just tear it all down and start playing guys like Finn, Jones, Day, Morris, Jekka, CJ and other emerging players.
1: What do you reckon, Tiz? I reckon that's going to happen anyway. I think they have to do that during this period. I think the squad is going to be fully utilised over in Perth and through the next month. Yeah, I think we quite fortuitously might be backed into a corner where we have to start trying
0: stuff and blooding new players and giving them a go. Um, Because God knows
1: we look like we sorely need that at the moment. Well, I mean, it's just the raw enthusiasm of Day and Morris that that kept me watching, to be honest. All the other guys looked like uh, they were either fatigued or the game plan wasn't suited to what they wanted to be doing. Melbourne were just first to the contest and outnumbered our boys everywhere. That, That enthusiasm from the youngsters, it's just the equivalent of
0: this... ...big bright neon billboard for Clarko... ...saying, hey mate, here's a hint. Here's what we should be doing with our time this year. Like, whether we're contenders or not... ...you know, it depends if you're an optimist or a pessimist. Do you still think we're a chance? Maybe we're not at all. But uh, I think regardless,
1: we should be playing younger players. Now, when do I get to unleash my pessimism? Because you know I've got a lot of it. You heard it before the game even started. and, And to be quite honest... My cup is nearly overrun with pessimism. Your cup runneth over. Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) Um, Well, do do you want
0: your little um, compact segment of negativity? Just so people can brace themselves, they know it's coming, and I I start the stopwatch, and then we just get it over with. Yeah, yeah, yep. Very
1: well, Tiz, all right? You're ready to go, and your time starts now. Okay, well, if I could go back three years, I would tell Clarko, this is the time to rebuild, mate. Um, because we needed some overhauls in position, and we had some guys on the list that were actually worth early draft picks um Now we're in a position where any guys we really want to move on aren't going to get us that much in the free agency or you know we're just not going to get that much for them in the draft and and now we're in a position where we've got to rebuild on the run. I know we've got a lot of talent that's over twenty eight so that makes it hard to make us look good on the park if we're bringing in. We've also got a very small peak of players at around the age of 26. And now, if we hit the draft this year and we're really low, unfortunately, we just don't get a look at the talent that's running around this year because they're not playing. And so we're going into that blind. And we're not going, we're probably not going to get the value out of that uh, draft pick. It's going to be very difficult. So... Um. Also, our development has always been better than most most other clubs. You know, no matter who turned up, we could make them into a player or we could make them into a player that would end up in another club. But now that has been totally eroded due to the COVID strains on the f- competition. We've got rid of blokes like Marco Bello. He's off the, you know, so now we don't have that same development path. I mean, this is all very, very depressing and... Uh, you know, there's just so many unknowns. It shouldn't be depressing, but it, it, it is. It's it, it it's that you don't know what's going to happen from here. And if Clarko walks out at this point, it'd be hard to be angry, but I would be because there's so much uncharted territory.
0: I think that's time on that segment. <laughs>
1: Gee, you wound up and then you just swung for the fences there, didn't you? Oh, mate, I feel so much better. (laughs) It's like the siren finally blew in that Melbourne game on the weekend. (laughs) Ah. I don't think it happens to be all negative. I just think there's a
0: a ton of youth that's already at our club that we simply just haven't tried, that we haven't had a look at. Um, This season's not anywhere near done. And I'm not talking about making finals or winning the flag or anything like that. I wouldn't dare be that optimistic, but... There's a lot
1: to be gained out of this year still. We're three and four. It's by no means over, but it's a lot more difficult from here. And, well, it's not so much that. It's, it's about
0: what you get out of it. It's about what you actually do from here. And I think it will be a giant mistake not to see more debutantes and that sort of thing. And I know we're kind of covering a lot of questions here all in one go. Uh, Daniel asking, who, who are the next players to debut? What round do you think they'll actually debut? Uh, Lachlan asking, who in your mind has to debut before the season's end? Uh, Captain Whitey wants to know, when will we see Finn McGuinness? All these sorts of questions, there need to be answers very
1: soon, I think. Look, Hawthorne doesn't like to give away debuts lightly. But this season, debuts are going to be happening all over the shop. As you said, whether we really want
0: to or not, it's going to be a case of managing players' fitness and well-being and all of that sort of thing. So, look, I'm I'm still optimistic. I, I, I think everything you raised isn't necessarily. So, do
1: you think we should uh, actually delete that little rant of all my <laughs> you know, all the black substance that came out of me, all the bile? <laughs> <laughs> I just. No, because I don't think it's
0: invalid, but it's a matter of perspective. And I think we're, you know, yeah, perhaps the rebuild should have started sooner than it actually did. But uh, we've got a lot of guys on our list that I just, I have question marks over and not question marks as in, oh, should we move them on? Legitimate, could they be anything question marks? We just don't know. We don't have a VFL comp to see them right now. So when you don't have that competition,
1: well... Maybe you've got to throw them into the frying pan. We couldn't meet Sydney at a better time for me. I think this is a very great opportunity to look at some of these kids. And Sydney have some good kids as well. They've got James Rowbottom running around. He's still under 20 games. He's looking great. You know, we just need to get that. And we need to take our medicine as supporters. We're going to be non-competitive in some games this year, and it's simply because we'll be having a look at the talent we've got on the list. I think a lot of Hawk
0: supporters would be happy to take that medicine if that was the trade-off. Anyway, we'll get to the sitting game in just a second. We're going to get to the social media stuff and come back after the break.
1: So a few listeners obviously heard my emotional silent call out to the universe and responded with reviews on the pod to keep me up for this recording <laughs> that's right we did uh, get a,
0: a few nice ratings and reviews on apple podcasts and thanks to the listeners out there i dare say we're the most popular hawks podcast going right now tiz now don't break your arm patting yourself on the back there Mario, I'm, just- <laughs> <all right? laughs>
1: I'm just reporting the facts i can't help it that we're good <laughs> Oh, mate, it it all gets harder if we keep losing, I tell you what. Uh, Anyway.
0: It does. It it, it is a bit of an uphill slog when we lose three on the trot. But we're still here. We're still having fun. We heard from Dino who left a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Look forward to each pod. The lads just get it from both a Hawks perspective and having a pulse on the AFL.
1: Five stars, he left his. Yeah, very nice. Talking about the Pulse and the AFL, how's everyone blaming Clarko for the shithouse umpiring on the weekend? What's, what's that about? Yeah, see, the thing about
0: it is that football was, um, I don't know if you know this, Tiz, about three weeks ago, football was the, in the best state it's ever been. Everyone <laughs> yes. was loving the game. Um, everyone had no changes to suggest. Everything was great. And then this mean old man, uh, Alistair Clarkson, short grumpy
1: guy, came along and he's ruined the game. Pointed out that people weren't disposing of the ball correctly and... And then suddenly we had all these high scoring games and his own team went pretty badly after that. But um no small measure to the umpiring that was extracted against his own side, who obviously haven't really benefited from the change in the holding the ball decisions at all, rather concerningly from a from a supporter's point of view. But uh, obviously that and the fact that we've been at Giant Stadium for a month and Is there anything else? There's no other conspiracies, is there, that I could tap into here? I just Anyway, Travis, we're looking at you, kid. Um, We better move on to Al, eh? Yes, we'll
0: move on to Al. Uh, Al left a bit of an essay of a review and it was deeply flattering and we're very much thanking for it. I'm just going to read out a snippet of it. Uh, This is the most must-listen-to podcast if you're a Hawthorne fan. The guys offer informed, insightful, and at times hilarious views of footy and particularly the way the Hawks go about their business – Uh, and it kind of uh, went on from there, Tiz. It was very glowing, and he left us five stars. So we thank Al, and we thank Dino for
1: those reviews. Uh, It's the kind of thing that makes our day. Yeah, it's bloody good fun. And uh, yeah, it's the kind of thing we read before we come on here. <laughs> yeah, indeed. It brings us up. It brings the mood
0: up a lot. Uh, Twitter as well, at Hawk Talk Pod. We love this community of Hawthorne fans. Uh, and they're on Facebook as well, buzzing with activity. Facebook.com slash Hawk Talk Pod. And Patreon. If you love the show and want to support it, that's the place to go. Patreon.com slash Hawk Talk Pod. You get some perks in the process. The $5 tier is a good one. You get all the bonus apps, and we'll be putting some more of those out very soon. Uh, we want to extend a thank you to our newest subscriber, Joel. Uh, thanks for getting on board. That is patreon.com slash
1: And this is where it all becomes upbeat, as Hawthorne look forward to beating Sydney, who are at their lowest ebb in many years. Just how confident are you, mate? Do you think we can get the job done? I'm confident we can be in the running to get the job done. <laughs>
0: You sound like Bart Simpson. I can't promise I'll try, but I'll try to try.
1: (laughs) No, look, they've got a fledgling midfield at the moment. Um, They've lost Kennedy and Heaney in the last couple of weeks, and uh, although they're trying... Very, very hard. I think if we keep our shape, we should be able to account for Sydney.
0: We heard from Jacob. Is this the last week we stick with the underperforming senior players to try and get a win against Sydney? Surely if we lose this one, it has to be a play the kids mentality for the remainder of the season.
1: That is the question I have. We're three and four. Do we back the boys again or do we just say, hang on, look, if they can't get it done against these guys, why bother watching them beat up on little Sydney? Why don't we give the young kids, an easier opening into the AFL system?
0: If you're asking for my personal opinion, I would go for that. I would start playing a younger team. I've seen enough of Hawthorne doing the same old thing for the past three weeks and getting absolutely smashed in response. Um, I want to see something different. Uh, There's some changes I'd make this week. But you risk losing. Of course you risk losing. But you always risk losing. Exactly. Let's
1: lose with enthusiasm, right? <laughs> Does it have to be sign, sealed, and delivered that we'll lose? No, no. What I'm saying is that he'd be for Clarko. He would be far. It would be the easier decision to back the old boys again. Surely they can lift for this mob. I don't want to see that. I'm done seeing that. I hope he doesn't. And people will hate me
0: saying this, but I just, I don't want Burgoyne out there at the moment. And Shields is banged up. I don't want to see Shields this week either. What's the point? And Tim O'Brien is injured now. There's an opportunity for a youngster there as well. I've already
1: said if Stratton wasn't captain, he'd be out of the side. I'd want to see some changes. This is this is what I love. The, uh, the arrogance of Hawthorne coming to the fore again and playing young kids against a Sydney outfit that just ain't up to it. This is what I enjoy. When else are you going to do it? I mean,
0: obviously we're going to be forced to do so. But the time, we've got a good opportunity here. To To play against a lowly side and perhaps blood some players and score a win, I mean, when else are you going to get that opportunity this year? Agreed,
1: yeah, I think I'm looking forward to the game. I think um it, it's a really good it's a really good chance to back some of our boys in, and I think that's just what he needs to do. He needs to back some of our young talent to get the job done here.
0: We heard from George at Hawk talk Pod how are we going to score? Well, ain't that the question? That's been the question for the past few weeks. But he points out we've got no pattern. Uh, Tim O'Brien's gone down with an injury now. And Bruce, I don't know if he's available this week. I'm sure we'll get the injury report right as we're recording this, which is unfortunate. But, uh,
1: I mean, how are we going to score? Uh, Mitchell Lewis is a bit out of form as well. Yeah, Mitchell Lewis doesn't, doesn't look like he's up to it at the moment. What do you think's going on with Mitch? You're, you're in, you love Mitch. I love Mitch, and he's made me look silly. The past fortnight
0: um, He's not looking very good at all I don't know
1: I don't know I don't know what's wrong with him I mean the service is awful You you never look good as a key forward with that kind of service Yeah yeah, He needs to be played deep For one And every
0: time he looks good He's given space I know that much So Hawthorne need to somehow try and orchestrate that If he's to be of any use And if if Padden were in the
1: side I'd suggest the exact same thing Are you feeling good about this one? Um, Come on, mate, you've been to the SCG a few times and they've got it got over the line for you. Well, that being said, I know Hawthorne plays the
0: SCG a hell of a lot better than they do Giant Stadium. I think we have a fairly good record, a good recent record at the very least, against Sydney at the SCG. I think we can win. Um, I don't know what I'll do if we don't make many changes and then we lose. That will deeply hurt me. I will stomach a loss if we make the necessary changes and, and we, we start bringing in a younger side and we happen to get rolled. It won't be fun to
1: experience, but I'll accept it. But we need the confidence of a win. That's all we need. Bind these boys together again. They look lacklustre. They look like they're low in confidence. What changes are you making? What changes are you making for this week? I just want some dash. Bring in some players that are quick. Um, we're just too slow. If we if we go in with a with a slow line up against Sydney, we probably will be exposed. We need some dash off the half back line. We we'll probably need some dash on the half forward line. I think you're right, um perhaps not Burgoyne, but a couple of the other fellas. What do you think of Minchington? Did you think he added much? Nearly kicked a wonderful goal. That was a bit unlucky. He almost nailed that one. That would have been good. Uh Mitchington's
0: fine. I don't think he necessarily surrenders his spot, but you know, you got guys like Impey should be available now. Would this be the game to bring him back if he's right to go? Um, debatable, but CJ as well. Uh, you know, do you, do you bring in Jekka? Like, just yeah, just do something. Come on, let's just do something. Try something. I'm sure he will have something prepared for Longmire. You got to make use of Clarkson before he leaves.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> Apparently, um, can it put an end date on it? Is that right? Or he just read the date off the contract and everyone took it as. I mean, that was a storm in a teacup, wasn't it? I think it was. Um,
0: so I, I don't know if you know this about contracts,
1: Tiz, but when it, when
0: a coach is contracted till the end of twenty twenty two, it could mean that after that time he's no longer coach because that's how a contract works. Did you know
1: that? Yeah, that is how a contract works. Yeah, I, I, I actually i'd i'd come across that before. Yes,
0: <laughs> I just it's bewildering to me that no one seemed to take that into account. But here we are; we're still talking about kennett's comments on the weekend that seem to imply that they're not like, this is the interpretation of it kennett seemed to imply that he's not interested in renewing clarko's contract
1: that the end of 2022 has a ring of finality about it well um i mean kennett's overstayed oh, his welcome hasn't he even by his own admission Well, Kenneth's meant to be gone at the end of this year So he won't have any say in it, presumably No, I mean, he, he, he left And then they installed some leadership That wasn't up to the task And then he had to come back
0: Yeah, I understand that But what I'm saying is If you're talking about Clarko's contract Jeff's not going to be in the
1: picture For when that decision's made Yeah, Clarko usually reacts pretty well When Jeff has a has a pop at him Do you reckon it was a pop? Uh, well, it's, you know I mean, Jeffrey knows what he's doing If he's he's going like, well, 2022, that's the date you know, if he's not up to scratch then, then he's not, you know, we're not going to keep him on. Oh, I just think it was silly. And I'd rather our president have our coaches back. So I was disappointed in that. I thought it was very careless. Mate, the team's been non-competitive for three weeks. I hardly think he's going to have his whole back. You got to have standards. And yeah, but don't. You can have standards and not hang the guy out to dry. He didn't hang him out to dry. He said he's got another two years to right the ship. Oh, you knew how the media was going to report on that. Ah, oh, who cares? The media is an absolute cesspit. Oh, look, I.
0: It's it's terrible, but the less noise around Hawthorne, the better. don't want anyone being chirpy or chatty about how bad we're going.
1: What are you talking about? We're the most successful team in the last 60 years. Of course they're going to have a crack at us. They never get to write that stuff. Yeah, it's true enough. Just don't give them an excuse. They want to anyway. They want to write that stuff so desperately. I'd just rather our president maybe zip his lips for a sec. When you read it, just go, oh, look at the envy in this argument. This is amazing. Have you ever seen envy written so well?
0: Oh, (laughs) look, I I do. I saw um, a bit of a prelude to Footy Classified where Tony Jones did a cross to uh, caroline wilson in the studio putting on some sizzle for their clarko chat and just the sheer joy and delight in which she conveyed that clarkson's future was in doubt it was so sensationalist and so tantalizing and she loved it and i'm like this is this is sad this is sad that this is how you get your kicks because we're such a good club he has such a good cv it's uh, it's bit, dare I say, and this this
1: might be a tad Pride and Prejudice of me. Tiz it's a little bit unbecoming. Look, you know where to go if you want to know about Hawthorne. Most of the people who read about AFL, they want to hear that this is the miser Hawthorne, that Hawthorne aren't going to be back. But the fact is, we ain't going anywhere. They're all just afraid. You know, Will Day's going to be the next big thing. <laughs> and just like that, we've come full circle. We have. I mean, and, and Morris is there as well. And then you've got Minchington who will be there for a few years and Patton's injured at the moment, but you saw how much the club meant to him and his form and how disappointed he was with a hamstring. Um, Mitch Lewis is having a tough time at the moment, but who wouldn't with the forward 50 entries? You know, And we, we have a whole lot of individuals that are individually good, but the team isn't functioning. And there will be a change in the guard, but Hawthorne will be back and it's a much stronger club. Than uh, the media would have you believe The fact that Kennett and Clarko can disagree so openly And in view of the media, I think, is healthy There is another top four that all of us
0: forgot about And that top four is clubs that were going to weather the coronavirus storm
1: Yeah, and we're way near the top of that And haven't we got some ridiculous membership number again? Oh, have we I know we've surpassed at least 70,000. In a season like this, and we're still building our membership, that's incredible. And, and people should
0: stick by Hawthorne. I know at times, maybe this, this episode even, we sound a bit downcast because we've just come off a bad loss. But I don't know about you, Tiz, I want to say categorically, although a loss is hard to take, I'm upbeat. Because we're playing Sydney, right? <laughs> I know people won't necessarily believe it. They might rewind a bit and see if they can find any holes in that. But I say categorically, I'm I'm liking a lot more than some people where Hawthorne are at. The worst position to be in is when you've tried everything and you have nothing left in the tank. We are so far from that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that is true. I'll give you that.
1: We do have a lot left.
0: Three and four and a lot of upside still and a lot left to try. And I said that last week. This club still has a lot left to do. So... I don't know, I'm excited to see what they do I hope they keep trying stuff It's like, just keep on returning to that point Please, come on Hawthorne, try Do something, excite me, entertain me Surprise me Just do something Just do something
1: Tiz Don't think, do Maybe they should play with that kind of abandon I'd welcome it So you got a tweet prepared for Will Day's first goal this weekend or? Some of the
0: tweets are spur of the moment But uh, I'll be honest, there's some I prepare Oh good, excellent (laughs) If you want to keep up with us on social media, the place to do so, uh, we've got Twitter and Facebook. Twitter, first of all, at Hawk Talk Pod. You can join an amazing community of fans there. Love chatting with everyone. And also over on Facebook, lovely bunch of hawkers. Facebook.com slash Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, if you've loved the show, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We welcome that. If you want to support us, Patreon.com slash Hawk Talk Pod is the place to go. All right, mate.
1: Well, it seems like.
0: A great week for a musical sign-off. What have you got? Pretty hard to back up uh, last week's effort from a <laughs> handle with a hallelujah chorus. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> You've said on the podcast previously that Jurassic Park is your favourite film. And incidentally, right before this recording, I was watching Jurassic Park. Okay. Where's this going? All I'm saying to you, Tiz, and all the listeners out there, is don't despair. Hawthorne uh, finds a way. Excellent. I love it. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.